millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news video, AEW's backstage environment has been described as chaotic in a new report. AEW are set to unveil and hand out two new belts at Double or Nothing. And William Regal has said he is a better wrestler than ever before, but there's a catch. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right. AEW-centric video to start you off today. We will have a second video later on today talking about a bunch of... WWE stuff. So all what? the crap that's going on in WWE, yeah. but first, all the crap that's going on in AEW. All of the crap, all of the time, what culture wrestling. Anyway. <laughs> that's the tagline, baby. Don't, don't know if we could really market that, but we're <laughs> going to try. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a report here from the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. One of the best podcasts um, out there. That's not ours. There we go. There we go. Put a, uh, what, like, if we had like what a... Do you say put a donk on it then? <laughs> donk on it. If we had a drinking game, that would probably... Would that be take a drink or just finish your drink? Yeah, I think you finish your drink and just go home. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd probably be quite goosed if you did that <laughs> one. But, uh, right, okay, so there's a report here. And it's part of a wider report on a number of things. They issued a, a, an update last night, a big news update, covering a bunch of different topics. One of them was the backstage atmosphere in AEW. Now, this follows on from Fightful Select's recent reporting on the MGF situation, stating that MGF's a bit frustrated with his contract situation. He feels he is underpaid. He feels he is undervalued. Came into the company in 2019. Since then, a bunch of people who are on higher money have come in. MGF wants to be paid on that level. We know that story. We've covered it a lot. But this yeah. kind of follows up on it. And it suggests one of the flagship's podcasts... Uh, podcasts? One of the flagship's sources uh, claims that MGF isn't the only person frustrated in the AEW locker room at the moment. The uh, atmosphere there has been described as chaotic and suffering from a lack of structure. Uh, now, concerns behind the scenes in the company include uh, match finishes and angles not being made known until just before shows begin, as well as redundant finishes and angles that then lead to more finishes, mm-hmm. uh, matches and angles. This has caused frustration with one of the flagship sources commenting direct quote here uh, every single one of us is pulling our hair out so it's noted here as well that AEW's backstage chaos is not believed to be on the same level as WWE's with Vince McMahon's uh, propensity to rewrite entire episodes of Raw 
AW could never. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon, you know, we, it's like a near weekly occurrence, right? Yes. Like big parts of Raw getting rewritten for various parts, sometimes even during the show on the fly. Um, nonetheless. It's like that bit of Family Guy, Meg. Hey, AW, did you get less chaotic? <laughs> Nonetheless, despite that final point there, uh, it does sound like Tony Khan has some problems to solve. Yes. I will say that I'm not wholly surprised by this. No. This is an extremely common thing in new companies as they get bigger. Like processes that worked before when you had a smaller group of people no longer work and it's harder to keep everything organized and and whatever, whatever. Uh, It's no longer a startup, is it? No, exactly. I think you're you're right. It's growing pains for AEW without a question. I think also it's one of those things where we all kind of accept that AEW goes a little bit off the rails after a big pay-per-view. It's it's a very slow burn, slow build to the next one. It's seemingly kicking into gear now with Double or Nothing at the end of this month. But I can understand where they're coming from. The amount of times I've come in on a Thursday morning and chat to yourself and the Dadly Boys and said, what do you think about Dynamite? And the usual report, it's been getting better recently, but previous weeks you've been saying, like, aggressively mid, like really good (laughs) stuff, and then just just a load of stuff all over the place. Like, right now, and I know this isn't isn't directly on Dynamite, but right now, what the hell's going on with the TNT Championship? Mm. Who am I meant to cheer for? I hate everyone involved in this storyline. It's one of my least favourite storylines in a while. And yeah, you know, there's some you, you can always cherish pick some great stuff, obviously, with AEW, usually involving MJF. Yeah. Hey, the man. But, but I can understand that if I was backstage in, in that place, like, it's just, it's been so bonkers that I think you even just chart from the beginning of this year yeah. of like, right, okay, let's look at this roster. We've got all these new people that have started. We're still picking up your, your Jeff Hardys and your, you know, whoever else may be leaving WWE. I mean, there's a, there's a shed yeah. load of new people that. You've got two go, jokers to sign Dakota Koi, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, and then you've got Ring of Honor and the New Japan stuff and like. This is the thing we worried about with Tony Khan being, you know, involved in everything. I think the main stress that that people onlookers had is: is he going to stretch himself too thin? And maybe that's the case of, of the worries yeah. backstage. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's a... not the end of the world. It's just maybe yeah. riding the ship a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I think like loads of people, like there there are folk out there who will get like a sniff of backstage discontent and immediately conflate it as some kind of grand disaster. Uh, to me, it just sounds like a consequence of a growing company. Uh, it's clearly a problem that they need to solve if people are frustrated and pulling their hair out, uh, as has been quoted here from the flagship. Um, it's clearly something that needs to be solved um, but these things do happen with growing companies and you would hope that at least the leadership would have the awareness to go hey okay this needs to be organised a little bit better I will say as well flagship wrestling podcast excellent sources Mm. so no reason to doubt this report whatsoever plus it's understandable what was the word you used Used chaotic Chaotic. it's understandable that it is chaotic if there's a wizard walking about backstage (laughs) they've got a wizard they've got a guy putting curses on people yeah, they got all kinds of things. Just, no chips. Yeah, books got all them. It's, it's that is chaos. That'd be chaos in the what culture if someone ate all our crisps. Yeah, if you eat my crisps, I will kill you. That's <laughs> but one thing that they need to do is not change anything right now. Just keep the course as it is. Don't add anything new to AW, and things should get better. Anyway, AW are going to add some. New- no, I'm joking, of course. They are bringing new belts. WWE Willboard over here. <laughs> Uh, this is from the uh, Flagship Wrestling Podcast. That sounds like a good podcast. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Great podcast, uh, as we mentioned. But they have uh, revealed that AEW are going to be bringing in two new belts at the Double Nothing pay-per-view. And surprise, surprise, they will be rewarded to the win.
winners of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, men's and women's, of course. Um, they are going to be in line with the tournament's namesake, taken on a pink and black colour scheme. That gets me very excited. This obviously coming uh, on the heels of the news from Dave Meltzer uh, regarding Tony Khan's creating trios titles. They have been made, um, and he teased then that he's got more straps coming. Yeah. Um, no word as of yet on when those trios titles are going to be brought in or how are they going to be brought in, in fact. But... Uh, it makes sense that they would have some sort of reward for the Owen Hart Cup winners. Yeah, like, the, I mean, the trios titles are inevitable. They've been inevitable for, like, two years. I'm astonished um, WWE hasn't just hot-shotted some trios titles to piss everyone 100%. Off. Like, we did it first, and then you get all these little guys going, hey, AW, you're copying them. It'd be, it'd be weird. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in favour of the Owen winners getting some kind of trophy yes. or prize or whatever because then when they come down the ring every week uh, it's an instant reminder oh there's uh, let's say Adam Cole oh he won yeah he won the tournament cool I remember that because I've seen the thing and I don't need someone going remember he won the you don't yeah, yeah it's a visual cue they don't need to um, defend it either yeah it doesn't that I, I would be astonished if these were like regular titles that they defended uh, on TV um, so yeah well I think that AEW doesn't necessarily need more belts beyond the trios division which I'm really looking forward to uh, I think that this is a good idea and it'll be a nice little prize uh, pink and black belts will look really oh. cool as well so hey there you go I'm really excited to see what these look like me no idea who's going to win this tournament, especially with two De Joker babies yeah, De coming Joker. in tonight. We got, uh, we got, we got what, like four matches or something. Three big, big show a, tonight. Yeah, crazy. A bunch of tournament matches. Uh, hey, more singles matches. I'm all for. That. Shock horror, a stacked dynamite. Mm, here's hoping it's good. Anyway. Oh, the piggy's getting lashed. It's going to be good. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Can't you see? Sometimes your lashes just hypnotize me. Very good. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right, our, our final story of this AEW video revolves around an interview that William Regal has done with Alistair McGeorge of Metro. Uh, William Regal's never wrestling again, guys. That's the gist of this, right? Um, but he's got some interesting stuff in here. He was asked outright uh, if he would ever wrestle again. He says, no, my last match was against Cesaro. Uh, and he talks about the neck injuries, the neck issues that he's been suffering through for the past 20 or so years. That match against Cesaro was on the... I believe it was Christmas Day 2013 episode of NXT and it is it's sensational stuff. If you've never seen it before, you should see it. It's a strong recommendation. Yeah. I was going to say a hard recommendation. What are you going to say? A humdinger. Uh, it's a real humdinger. It is a humdinger. Absolutely. It's a banger of a match. But he goes on a little bit. Regal says, uh, like, yeah, he accomplished everything he wanted to do. He had a great career. Everything beyond leaving Blackpool, England was a bonus to him. <laughs> but the most interesting quote to me comes here and I'll read it to you. Uh, he says, I can still get in the ring now and wrestle just as good as I ever did. In fact, people are like, you want to slow down a bit, Bill. The actual quote is, you want to stop a bit. Uh, <laughs> training, I can get in there and do that. I still train, I do all my squats and push-ups that I never thought I'd be able to do. But I look like a 54-year-old. I don't want the memories of me. I can still wrestle just as good as I used to. In fact, better because I've got full circulation now after God knows how many years. So I, I love this because it's a guy who's aware of the passage of time. Uh, he understands that if he does come back into the ring, it could sully memories of the performer he used to be. Uh, always in pro wrestling, right? Retirement is a, a flexible word often, uh, but I believe it from William Regal. He still throws a mean right hand. Yeah, he does. He put, sent Jericho to the Shadow Realm Whoa, last week, didn't sweet he? Jesus. But um, yes, <laughs> Look, I like, I, I've got a lot of time for this. I respect William Regal. I'm a huge fan of his... Uh, I love just listening to him talk. You know, I think you read the bloody phone book for me. But, um, yeah, a few others could probably learn from the fact that you can just step away and leave your legacy as it is. Uh, and despite the fact that you can still go, do. I mean, you should do. And, yeah, why would he have to fight? He's got the Blackpool Combat Club behind him. Yeah, exactly. He's got all them young, violent boys. It's great. Still a tiny bit of me, though. A complete hypocrite. It's like, one more. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You've always got, like, the fan in you always has the urge to see people do it one more time. But then you're like, the Ric Flair thing, I don't need to see that. But I'll probably watch it as a car crash type deal, so long exactly. as no one gets hurt, obviously. Indeed. Uh, but, yeah, good for William Regal. I like this a lot. Yeah, a lot of love, a lot of love for that guy. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture WWE, of course, you want to get in touch with us. First question today comes from Phil Hughes, who says, of the four superstars from the women's revolution, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte, mm -hmm. Who do you think has improved the most from their NXT days? Oh, Great question, wow. Matt, Phil. This is, this is a tremendous question. Um, hmm. It's a tough one because I think, like, in particular, Charlotte came in with, like, I'm not too familiar with her background pre-WWE. Did she wrestle a little bit? I'm not sure. But she's more of, like, a... Certainly more of like a ground up prospect than yeah. the others because they all had experience before. Uh, Becky had a long sabbatical from wrestling, but mm. Sasha was on the Indies, Bailey was on the Indies. Uh, Becky's probably, I think, the most experienced of them all. And um, 
those more experienced trio, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, were all tremendous, excellent in NXT, obviously. Not to say that Charlotte wasn't, but I think when you go back and look at the performances, certainly the bodies of work of those three are a little more impressive. Maybe not Becky, actually, because she didn't have as many big matches, but I yeah. don't think that was down to her skill. She's giving a crap gimmick, that's why. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think probably Charlotte, to that's be honest. That's a fair, fair shout. And because, not because I necessarily think that she's, like, the best wrestler of the four or anything like that, but it feels like she had the, the, the lowest level to come from to reach a higher one, if that makes sense. Like, she came in and she wasn't as immediately as impressive between the ropes as the other three since hitting the main roster. And yet for a period on the main roster, for a few years, you know, she's certainly had her down periods, don't get me wrong, Charlotte. She's had some matches that have underwhelmed. and uh, But, like, up until about 2019, it felt like she was having everyone's best match. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it, not necessarily the case anymore, but there you go. I... I Think that Sa- I said this yesterday. I think Sasha Banks is the best women's wrestler in WWE history. Uh, Becky Lynch, circa 2018 2019, might be the most over and the best character. Uh, I am Bailey, like her reinvention from the babyface stuff, which main roster didn't work uh, for various yeah. reasons, not her fault. Uh, but her reinvention and stuff last year in the pandemic, you know, was just phenomenal as well. So, big fan of all four. I've given you a really long winded answer. I'm going with Charlotte. I think all four of them are yeah, some of the best female wrestlers in the world, without question. As someone who didn't really watch NXT back in the day and subsequently gone back, I can't pick Bailey and Sasha because they were just sensational for me, having not seen them on the Indies sure. or anything like that, straight out of the gate. I think between Becky and Charlotte, I'm inclined to go a little bit more for Becky. I agree in-ring in terms of Charlotte, but I think Becky going from diddly D to <laughs> yeah. the main event of WrestleMania. Without her, yeah. I know it had Ronda, and I know they probably already planned Ronda and Charlotte, and it was always in the, you know. Yeah. But without her, I don't think you've been able to sell a women's main event as easily as they did at WrestleMania 35. She's like one of the biggest organic stars they've created in a largely starless era. Uh, and personally, I'm not in, not too into the big-time Beck stuff yeah, myself. I've not really enjoyed this run. If you have, that's cool. We just disagree. It's fine. Um, but I think they will capture that magic again when she turns babyface to face Ronda next year. I think that's going to be great. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, second question today comes from Jake, 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 uh, Jake regarding Jake. tonight's Dynamite. Says, would you have Wardlow, aka Piggy, uh, sell the lashes as painful to build up fans wanting him to get his revenge on MJF, or would you have him no sell the lashes to build up how dang tough he is to get under MJF's skin that much more so? This is a debate that's raging in the what culture office right now. Combination of the two, I would have them him try to no sell them to start off. I would have him try to stand there and be like, I'm I'm invincible, you can't beat me, build him up as like an invincible force, but then I would do something. Uh, so set the, it on fire set it on fire yeah why not uh, The like the so the Cody lashes had an escalation in the Wardlow lash one and he's massive and strong uh, I would have a similar escalation in this and then Wardlow sells them I think you've spent enough time building him up as this invincible force who can kill 70 guys at once yes you've done that for like 8 weeks it's been great it's over it's awesome I love it it's one of the best things in wrestling at the moment but let's build some sympathy for the guy as well I don't care who you sell are it. getting lashed with a belt sucks yes like, you have to eventually sell it. I agree. Don't sell it initially. I do like the idea. I can't remember if it was you or one of the Dadleys who came up with the escalation being giving Sean Spears a go. And uh, Wardlow just is like, is there a door open yeah. here? What are, doing, little, something? what are you doing, you little dweeb? Go but in. yes, I'm very, very, I love that. I'm going to go back and watch the Cody segment again today just to get me in the mood so, for it. So and just want to say, Maxwell, give him one for me. Uh, final question today comes from Gutierrez from Costa Rica. Who hey, says, hello, hello Gutierrez. from Costa Rica. Hello, okay. Costa Rica. Uh, it is your wedding day. What do you choose? MJF doing the toast, 
Or Max no Caster one. singing at the party. Oh. Or, in charge of the food, Boogeyman. Remember, all oh. three of them hate you. This is obviously directed at you because MJF would do the oh, yeah, so he wouldn't hate you. He would so. never do that to you. Uh, well, Boogeyman would probably... There's a good chance that Boogeyman doing the catering would kill someone. Well, he, he just... He just <laughs> people think, like, oh, he's going to put loads of worms in. That man loves crisps. Yeah. That boy loved yeah, the crisps. He does, he does love a crisp. So... Um, I would take a crisp buffet at my wedding. Oh, can you imagine? A crisp yeah. platter? Yeah. Like, just... You, that, that's all you get. But if, we, if we're saying he's doing... Let's say he's doing worms. All right. So, no. Not that. Because it affects too many people. Um... What was the one between MJF? Max Caster. I think this is the choice. Max right, Caster singing at the party. I would, uh, he's going to say... Yo, he's gonna offend, listen. Like, he's going to say something dumb. And it's going to it's gonna offend Your Elderly people. relatives going to yeah, say something. Like, like, like various grandmothers are going to go, no, no, thank you, sir. Uh, and some of his more on-the-edge rhymes. So with that in mind, I'm going for MGF because the only person he can possibly embarrass is me. So there you go. <laughs> One person. Yeah, you are taking your life in your hands, I'm, take, I'm taking the L. I'm taking the L. Uh, yeah, there you go. Either way, I'd love to have all three of them at my wedding. No, you. Well, I was to say why. I've already had my wedding. When are we renew the vows? <laughs> they can come. There we go. If you could invite any wrestler to your wedding, who would it be? Um, Scotty Too High. Scotty Too High. That's, That's the good. worm is made for the wedding after the like, after wedding dance, wasn't it? Very good. Let us know. Who you? Like, uh, Baron Corbin, because he could serve up some nice steaks. Good shout. Okay. Let's move on to today's and finally, unsurprisingly, comes from Matt Cardona again. Oh, no. Killing the game on social media, tweeting, If I could go back in time, the night I was pushed off the stage in a wheelchair on Raw, I should have walked into Johnny Ace's office, placed my neck press on the table, and walked out because I wasn't being respected enough as internet champion. He just wins the internet, doesn't I he? I think he should have read the room with this one. Yeah. Maybe don't trivialise the Sasha and Naomi. Maybe, I don't think that that was his intention, but that's kind of in a... I don't like this tweet. Yeah. I don't like this tweet. It's one of those where I, do, I hope that Sasha and Naomi knows this is just like, let's try and make light of an awful yeah. situation. But, eh. mm. well, regardless, in terms of what's going on with Sasha and Naomi, we should probably talk about that. We will. And, and we, we will. will this afternoon. There's going to be an afternoon coming your way later on today. Uh, but for now, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Cult Dressing, wherever you get your podcasts from. For Daily Wrestling Podcast, uh, we're going to be reviewing NXT 2.0. And oh! looking ahead to AEW Dynamite with Piggy's Lashes a little bit later on today. Plus, you can let you know your thoughts and Twitter questions. I really hope you'll never meet Wardlow. He's going to kill me, isn't he? Literally on the payroll. At What Culture WWE on Twitter. Uh, you can follow both of us. Follow Andy Murray at, at Andy H Murray. The H stands for Heffalump. Does indeed. You can follow me at Anna Wilwell. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back this afternoon with more news, and we will see you soon. What is a Heffalump? Is that like is that that thing from Sesame Street? No, uh, no maybe that, that's the Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <Gosh. laughs>